Los Angeles, at home edition of the Life Changes Show. Look out the bright lights. Look out the bright lights. We'll be swimming when we die. Look out the night sky. Look out the night sky where the stars are falling. Musical guest, Mason Whitmore. And now, our host, the MC, the master of change, Filippo Voltaggio. Well, life changes. I know we say that several times a show. Actually, in our life, we say that uh, several times a day. Uh, it is the name of our show for a reason, and uh, many, actually. And so it's interesting how many times... Uh, the way we seem to look at life and uh, when we speak to our guests and invite them on the show, we talk about something that we'd like to talk about usually, and and uh, they're usually excited to talk about it, and they say, oh, okay, that's different than what we've normally done. Uh, sometimes we'll have a guest say to us, you know what, I've never gotten to talk about something or other, uh, but rarely does it happen where a guest will completely turn all of our ideas around and usually not at the last second just before the show. And I have to say, I am delighted it has happened now as uh, had a wonderful conversation with both our musical guests and our guests long before the show and then just moments before the show with, with our guest, uh, we were talking about the different things that we could address and, and talk about, which are so important and so life changes -y. And just as literally we were about to hang up and get ready for the show, uh, our guest says, you know, Filippo, I saw that you wrote a book that, well, with me, this happened. And, and he then left me dumbfounded and went on to the story that I I was just taken away and taken aback and so delighted by it, by it. And I asked him, I said, do you talk about this on shows? Because I haven't seen it anywhere. It's not in the literature that I've seen. And, and, uh, uh, and, and he says, well, I'm getting to it, but it's time. And so it's time. And so we're going to do that today. And you'll see why, uh, why, because it's it's time. So when we come back, we're going to feature our guest Udo Erasmus, uh, and a little later on, our Ask Dorothy segment, and a little after that, our musical guest Jason Whitmore. All with things that I'm sure that will leave us inspired for our better future on the Life Changes Show right after this. Have you felt inspired to meditate but you just can't? Do you suffer from anxiety but fidget toys just make you more fidgety? Want to replace negative self-talk in your head that keeps bringing you down? Introducing the latest self-help solution, Phi Beads. Transformational beaded jewelry inspired by ancient wisdom, science, math, and psychology. All Phi Beads are designed to incorporate the powerful Fibonacci sequence nature's mathematical formula that has shaped our existence from the beginning of time 
The Fibonacci sequence, also known as the golden mean or the golden ratio, is recognized by our conscious and unconscious mind and resonates as order out of chaos like we see in plants, flowers, seashells, ocean waves, the pyramids, and in our own body. Not only beautiful, they feel good to wear. Phi beads can help anchor tranquility, positivity, focus, and structure in your life by doing the Phi meditation. Phi meditation helps you harness the power of I am for intention, affirmation, and manifestation. Affirm the life you want. Get your set of Phi beads at phibeads.com. That's Phi, P-H-I, beads.com. You are listening to The Life Changes Show, live from Vortex Dome, L.A., on the BBS Radio Network, with your host, the master of change, Filippo Voltaggio. You can hear tonight's show and all our past shows on our archive page at lifechangesshow.com, which include luminaries such as comedian Michael Collier, actress Gabriella Wright, performing artist James Hood, and author Ken Honda. Email your comments and questions to info at lifechangesnetwork.com, or AskDorothy at LifeChangesShow.com. You can also comment via Twitter at LifeChangesShow and Facebook at The Life Changes Show. We have titled this episode 671 as Sacred Health, Sacred Health, Sacred. Living life lit up from within. I am lit up for sure. Uh, and I'm online with our producer and co-host, Mark LeJour. I am also lit, and uh, <laughs> I'm excited for tonight's show. Uh, I was thinking about the Neville Goddard quote about how the feeling is the secret, and uh, oh. I can't, can't wait for this conversation and uh, that living life from within. And I also uh, I think we got the perfect musical guest because I've watched people light up when he plays, so this is going to be a great show. Nice. Well, our guest is the founder of Udo's Choice. Like you said, Mark, he's a speaker and author of Fats That Heal, Fats That Kill. He is so much, and I can't wait to dig into our conversation. Welcome, Udo Erasmus, to the Life Changes Show. Hi, glad to be here. Well, you've already changed my life, and uh, there are so many things I was already wanting to speak with you about. And then uh, the, it's like the sky opened up and the, the angels sang almost literally, actually, come to think of it. Um, so so how do we go there together? Mm. Well, I didn't hear any angels. <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of. Or is, OK, I'll let you start. Well, uh, <laughs> you can you can you can guide me. Ask me something. <laughs> well, you know, uh, it felt so strongly that you you had a desire for a, a learning and understanding, and and we were talking about how you came from an experience of of being in a war torn world, actually, yep. Yep. and then ended up in in nature without electricity, without knowing the language, right? And so. There was all of that which led to the next and the next and then this big uh, reveal that you shared with me. Mm. Well, yeah, I I was born in 1942 and in Poland, which was then part of Germany. And I was two and a half years old when the war ended and we were uh, fleeing out of Poland in horse-drawn hay wagons on dirt roads. Mm. Women with young children, the men were all at war at war or dead or somewhere, 
Uh, and there was no military presence on those roads. We were being chased by the trek, trucks and tanks of the communists. And mm -hmm. the allies, which we call the good guys, they were using the refugees as target practice, shooting at us from planes. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it was chaotic. I, I never felt safe. That's all I remember. I didn't feel safe. I was hungry. Uh, every day there would be a different rules. The rules were completely contradictory sometimes because everybody was, was reacting into chaos. And so, um, I was, I grew up very shy and I liked books because books are safe. Mm. So you can read a book about a war, but there are no real bullets flying. We, I already got the bullets. So. So I, so I did a lot of reading, and then we ended up in Germany. And when I was six years old, I listened to adults argue about things that I thought were really trivial. I don't remember what it was, but it always made me uncomfortable because of that if early experience. And I said, man, there must be a way that people can live in harmony. And this little cocky voice, I'm going to find out how. You know, it's like a little kid doesn't know how complicated everything is. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to find out how. And that's been my driver pretty much all my life. Always testing things, always checking things, always trying stuff out. Uh, very experimental because I'm always trying to find out what works and what doesn't work. And I got into science because I wanted to know how things work. Then I got into biosciences because I wanted to know how creatures work. Then I got into psychology because I wanted to know how thinking works. Then I got into medicine briefly because I wanted to know how health works but it was only about disease. So I left back into mm. biochemistry genetics because in biology, you, you actually study the normal functioning of normal creatures in normal situations. And then there was still something missing. So I left university after close to eight years and got eventually got into self-knowledge and then tried to understand the message of the masters because I didn't grow up religious. Our parents always told us, when we asked the question, it said, well, you figure it out yourself. You, 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 mm. you, you do your research, you figure it out for yourself, and you come to your own conclusions, which I think was a huge gift mm. because we didn't have anything crammed down our throat. And so I, I was doing that, and I thought the Christians were my friends. They were all probably wanting to know what the master's message was or what the experience of the master was. And so I went in with the group like that. And I said to one of the people, <laughs> they invited me, I didn't introduce myself. I just said, it must be possible to see God and live. Because we were always told, if you see God, you die. No. And, it's like, and it's like, where, where is that fair? You're supposed to be close to him and you're supposed to be, you know, uh, worshiping him and all of that. And then if you actually see him, he kills you. It's like, and then, and then we knew Jesus saw him, Moses saw him, Elisha saw him, Elijah saw him, and a whole bunch of other people saw him, and they didn't die. And so I thought, well, I really want to know what is, what is the master's message? What, what, is it, what is the master's experience is what I really wanted to know. Because it's one thing to have nice words. It's a whole other thing to actually embody that message. And so they, the, the, the man I talked to, he went ballistic. He jumped up and just about hit the ceiling with his head. And he yelled at me, you're from the devil. You're from the Antichrist. And he kicked me out. So now I'm, so now I'm sitting, I'm standing on the sidewalk and I haven't, you know, it's like, well, I haven't seen God. So maybe I'm asking the wrong question. And, 
you know, I got really, really, really confused and really desperate. And, you know, there's a degree of sincerity that comes with the degree of desperation. And I really, 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 really wanted to know. Mm. So I went, I went into nature, which is where I used to go to clear my head whenever things got confusing. And in the middle of the night, I woke bolt upright. And there was this being made of light. No, no, uh, you know, no label on its forehead. So it's like, I don't know who this is. Mm. Uh, and then I, I had questions about it. Well, is this like the master or is this my spirit or is this the life energy, life force? But it embodied a message. It didn't say anything, but it embodied a message. And the words that came to of that message was, I am come not to judge, but to love. It was like, oh, my God. My mm. desperation was instantly completely evaporated. I have never had a question what the essential message of the masters was. And whether you're talking about Christ or you're talking about Buddha or Krishna or, you know, the whole raft of them in different cultures at different times, in one way or another, that was the, the message of every master. I am come not to judge, but to love. But then, you know, and this what happened to me 52 years ago. And I thought it was private for me because I was a war kid and I, I you know, I needed that kind of help uh, because actually when I was a kid, I didn't feel like I could depend on anything on the outside. Well, when you're a little kid and you can't depend on it, anything on the outside, you've got two choices. One is you die and the other one is you find your support on the inside. And I was lucky enough to find that support on the inside. And... Uh, and so then, and then I've been basically living off of that as a standard. Because what if 8 billion people made their standard? I am come not to judge, but to mm. love. Mm. What do you think this planet would look like? Mm. Right? It, it, absolutely. I, I want to remind everybody that, that you, you, have, uh, you have a very successful company. Uh, mm. You invented a process that, that actually... Uh, processes the oils in a certain way. You have a deep understanding about that, and, and it would be fascinating to talk about all that. Yeah. Uh, and someday, hopefully, we will. And that you've studied biochemistry, genetics, yeah. biology, nutrition, yeah. psychology, and your your basis of of your life comes from this. Uh, I hate to say it, but simple, simple, simple. <laughs> yeah, it's not simplistic, but it is simple. <laughs> yeah. So how does that guide? I, I, I and, and you said you're still figuring it out. And, and, and I, I get that because as we talked about, like you started telling me about some of your latest research in our conversation where uh, you, you, you're trying to figure out this and the sun and the light and the plants and the this and, and how we incorporate this and that. And, and, and then you took me back to this being had all of that already there. All of the well, understanding. This, yeah, no, I, I did biochemistry. I left in 1968, left university. This happened in 1970. Mm. This, the, and it completely reset my life mm. because it's a, like a foundation. What if that's your foundation? 
Well, it wouldn't be found your foundation if it was just a head trip. Somebody said to you, I'm come not to judge, but to love. I'm come not mm. to. And then you repeat it to yourself a thousand times, and then it doesn't mean anything anymore because you've heard it. It's, it's already old hat to your mind. So it has to be something more than just a nine words. It has to be an experience. And that experience, because it was an experience, completely reset my war life, my childhood stories, my, all of my victim stories, completely reset it. And then on that, I was, a, I was basically able to build a life. And that led to all kinds. I mean, I have all kinds of crazy things that happen and, and stupid things I do. But uh, there's always that place to go back to. Because that message, I am come not to judge but to love, is not just the master's message to humanity. It is also life's message to the body of 8 billion people. Every human being that's alive has that life force that is unconditional love that weighs nothing, runs everything in the body, never takes time off, never complains, never asks for a raise, never goes on strike, just gives and gives and gives and gives and gives because its nature is such a fullness that it needs nothing for itself. When we make contact with that and we go deeper into it, we feel so cared for that it's not about what can I do to get myself taken care of? No, I'm taken care of. And now it's not about me anymore. And now the question is, okay, I'm taken care of purpose. That's purpose one, feel whole. And then the second purpose is where can I help? What needs to be done? How can I make the biggest splash for good in the time I have on this planet? So it's mm. a complete change in attitude. And in order to do what needs to be done in the world, we need to feel taken care of. Because not feeling taken care of is why we created all the messes we've created. And we are the only problem on the planet. It's not the squirrels and it's not the trees and it's not the, not the waterways. Mm. It's us that are making the messes because we don't feel cared for. And so we, we, we try to figure out how to do that and always on the outside when our cared forness is on the inside. And until we go to the inside, which means a stillness practice, we will not feel cared for because the cared forness is embedded in the, in the foundation of our own existence. As peace, as unconditional love, as ins inspiration. And, and it's from there that we build a world that works for everybody. Not from anywhere else that we can. Mm. Mm. Uh, uh, part of what you were just talking about reminded me of, of the eight, eight processes or eight, uh, I, I don't remember how you called them, eight parts of nature. Eight key, or, parts, yeah, eight key parts designed by nature. Eight, eight key parts designed by nature. And one of them within the internal aspect is the internal awareness. Awareness yeah. of, of, of what specifically? Well, awareness is uh, content free. Awareness is the ability to notice. And the ability to notice is, is uh, content free, which is also why it is 100% always in all encompassing peace. And within that all encompassing peace, life takes place and it, 
thoughts take place and inspiration takes place and the physical body develops and the needs of the physical bodies develop and are taken care of. All of it, everything, including the entire universe, takes place, unfolds on a foundation of all-encompassing peace. Peace, And when we're not in touch with that all-encompassing peace, we actually don't have a foundation. And that's why we're so crazy. So it's also interesting that at least what four or five of the eight are are within, are, are, are just just us. Yeah, they're part of human nature. Awareness is the core of it. So I'm, I'm working from the center outward. So awareness or peace is at the core. Outside of that is life energy, which is unconditional love. Outside of that is the, the positive part of mind, which I call inspired creativity. And then around that, the body gets created. So that's physical, physical body, that's number four. And then from, on the surface to the world is what we call survival, what I call survival smarts which is the protective part of mind. One is in the creative part of mind is, is inspired creativity, and the protective part of mind is survival smarts. That's all part of human nature. And so what's remaining is uh, external, and, and yep. that's only uh, three more, right? Yeah, yep, surroundings. So surroundings, number one, social group. Number two, natural environment. And number three, I call it infinite awareness, which is the big picture, which is an extension of internal awareness. Mm. If you bring your awareness into the inter, if you bring your focus into the internal awareness, you realize that that internal awareness is a center point and that radiates out to infinity. It, not, it is not limited to your body. Udo, I, I have to ask you, so uh, yeah. you, you've been to... 30 countries, you've conducted thousands of live presentations, media yeah. interviews and staff trainings. You've impacted uh, 25 million people or more with your message. The, the oils, of course, are part of many people's lives. And, uh, and, and how, how living in, in, in the world, like you're not in nature all the time and you're not, you know, a monk meditating all the time. You are in the world and mm -hmm. in the world of business and money and, and companies. And how, how does this play in every day or every moment if possible? Or is it possible? Well, yes, of course it's possible. The goal is to be fully present in all of your being and your surroundings, and not lost in your head, in thoughts. That's the goal. When you're fully present in all of your being, you bring all your gifts to the world. If you're not in touch with those gifts, how are you going to give them? So, uh, and so each one of those eight parts, which is, again, internal awareness, life energy, inspired creativity, physical body, survival smarts, social group, environmental, uh, natural environment, and big picture. Each one of those affects health, and each one of them has a different nature, a different function, needs a different kind of attention on a regular basis, goes off in a different way, and responds to a different kind of intervention. If you want to live a whole life, you have to give 
all eight of those, they are due on a regular basis. And that sounds like a lot, but honestly, I spend time every day getting to the quiet place. Why? Because that's my foundation. I spend every day, uh, I, I pay attention to the, to the life energy. Why? Because that's where my unconditional love lives. And then inspired creativity is the, is the bridge to the world. It's always good intent. Sometimes it has bad side effects, but we know that later. But it's always, it's, uh, you know, inspired creativity has in it if a, the unconditional love, because it's just the shine of that love into the world. And it's about helping do, do things that make life less painful or more joyful for as many people as possible. And then survival, survival smarts is your physical protection in a physical environment. Obviously, you sometimes you do it preemptively or you, or you learn the survival skills. It's always better to do it preemptively than to beat people about the head. Uh, so there's, a, there's a, pre, a, a preemptive, proactive part of that as well. And then social, that's, you know, the, the external belonging and doing big projects and cooperation and giving and keeping your word, you know. And then the natural environment, which is, which is the, our physical foundation. And then there's the big picture, the fact that I live in a, in a body that is a terminal condition in an, <laughs> infinite, in an infinite universe, Right. And so you literally you give each one of them them its due. It's not like, you know, people like say, oh, well, I want to pray and that should fix everything. Yeah, but not if vitamin C is what's missing. So then they say, oh, well, you should be able to eat your way to health. Well, yeah, except if your mind is driving you crazy because you're you haven't you haven't found where your access to control of your thoughts is. Yeah, that's not going to work. Right. And so we people try to do everything in one thing, but it doesn't work like that. That's not how we were made. We have to basically fall in line with the nature of our, our own nature and the nature of things in our surroundings. And and uh, and it's actually the best life when when people do that, they got the best life. That's the master's life. Masters were teachers of human nature because they embodied human nature in the surroundings in which they lived. And they taught people that what they had, everybody has, and they could do what they could do. You know, that's why they say first kingdom of heaven, kingdom of heaven is within you, right? And more than I can you do because, because you met me, because I showed you something. What did they show? Well, we don't know for sure what that was because we weren't there then. We're here now, right? So... So and 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 to and the idea that we can fix the problems we've created on the planet out of our ignorant or ignorant ignoring states of being to think that we can fix them without changing our sense of ourselves our sense of our state of being our experience of being alive in human form to think we could fix those problems without doing that is just like delusional you know, because because what we've wrecked, we've wrecked out of as an expression of our messed up state of being. You want some want something better in the world? Get, first, get to a state of a better state of being, and you have a hundred percent jurisdiction over your internal world. 
but you yeah. can only influence the outside world. Yeah. But wow. when I but when I'm in that space, in that in that peaceful, con- unconditionally loving space, then I become an influence in the world in that direction. Again, I have to say, what if eight billion people decided to take that on? Yes. Yes, which I say would change yes. everything very quickly. <laughs> well, when we come back, actually, we we have a, a few short minutes together. But I I was hoping we could talk about this. This you seem like you've been born with this. I want to figure things out, and and so uh, as a as an adult, you yourself got some kind of illness. Turns out you mm-hmm. you you went to figure it out with the authorities at the time. And then had to figure it out on your own. And by figuring it out on your own, you've also helped figure it out for other people. Uh, And so it's a a fascinating thing, which I I think has led to so much. So when we when we come back, let's let's talk about that uh, with our guests, Udo Erasmus. And of course, we've been talking about. Udo and his life, and we mentioned Udo's choice. So you can find out more about him at udoerasmus.com. And Udo is U D O. Yeah, actually, it's actually it's udoschoice.com. U D O S choice.com. Oh, that's even easier. I was going to mention that one too, but we'll just mention oh. that one. Udoschoice.com. <laughs> okay. It is. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and then in our uh, and then the book is called, and hopefully we'll get a couple of minutes to chat about that uh, as well. Fats that heal, fats that kill. When we come back, we also have our Ask Dorothy segment after our interview with Udo, and then finally our musical guest on the show tonight, live, Jason Whitmore. All on the Life Changes Show at Home Edition, right after this. The Little Dog That Could is the fantastically true story of a man and the little dog that came into his life as his mentor to help him understand the world beyond his human senses and to experience life, love, and healing beyond his human understanding. Best-selling author, Filippo Voltaggio, who currently hosts the highly regarded Life Changes show, is an internationally known singer, speaker, and life coach. Filippo offers up his own story, how one little surprise package in fur and four legs transformed his life unexpectedly forever and furthered his path of self-discovery. In The Little Dog That Could, Filippo brings to life the meaning of the adage, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Through the reading of this book, you will experience the journey of real miracles that transcend time, space, and logic while gaining practical tools that will help you navigate your way. The Little Dog That Could is available through Amazon and Barnes & Noble. For more information, visit thelittledogthatcould.com. That's thelittledogthatcould.com. Listening to the Life Changes Show live from Vortex Dome LA with your host, Filippo Voltaggio. You can visit us online at lifechangeshow.com, via Twitter at Life Changes Show, and Facebook at the Life Changes Show. I am Filippo, and we've been talking with our guest, who's founder of Udo's Choice, a speaker and author of Fast That Heal. Fats that kill. The interview has been fascinating. Thank you, Udo Erasmus, for being with us today. 
Because of you, we've uh, titled the episode Sacred Health, Living Life Lit Up From Within. These are your words. I'm assuming that everything we've talked about is what inspires the lit up from within? Well, the lit up from within is a matter of bringing your awareness from where it wanders in the world or in your mind to the, the life energy that is in its nature lit up. It's because it's solar yeah. energy. It's solar energy. You're a solar energy gadget. Every, every living creature is a solar energy gadget. All run by sunlight. Right? So living lit up from within. You can look at the Buddhists. They call it enlightenment, which means lit up from within. And what do they do? They sit still and get quiet and bring their awareness deeper inside the space that their body occupies. And they discover light there. Because there is light there, right? Mm. And uh, and uh, so they call it they call it enlightenment. But even it also says uh, in him was light, or in him was life, and the life was the light of men. <laughs> so they're talking about light too, right? But there's also sound and there's also feeling, like there's love in the emptiness. There is sound in the silence there's light in the darkness and that's the uh, that's part of our nature so to find it you have to bring your awareness to where that light is well it's not sitting on your kitchen shelf it's actually inside of you and that's why you have to bring your awareness into the space your body occupies because the your light that is life that is solar energy that is the master that runs everything, weighs nothing, and runs everything. That's where it resides. Wow. Well, you you have taken so many things internally and uh, discovered so many things and have shared with people in your book. And now I'm, I, I know that you've been sharing through all the shows you've been doing. Uh, I trust you'll be sharing on a on a whole different level because, as you said, it's time. As mm -hmm. you say, uh, at one point you had uh, pesticide poisoning, which at yeah. the time I guess wasn't known. Yeah. Uh, well, you know that it's always interesting that sometimes the worst experiences lead to the best learning and the greatest breakthroughs. Ah. And this, you know, my my war war childhood was not different. And this one came out of, I got married, we had three kids, my marriage broke up, I was really upset, I wanted to kill something, so I took a job as a pesticide sprayer uh, and sprayed wow. them very carelessly for three years. I, I used to walk barefoot through over the lawns I sprayed, then my skin peeled off the bottom of my feet, then I wow. wore rubber boots. But I did it in a bathing suit, and the wind would drift and spray on my back. And one day I got poisoned, three years later. Went to the doctor, said, what do you have for pesticide poisoning? She said, nothing. And at that point, it became really, 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 really clear, in a way that never before, that my health is my responsibility. And because I had the background, I tried to figure it out, looking at health and nutrition, disease and nutrition, because the body is made out of food, water, and air. And that's all nature ever needed to make a human body that works, food, water, and air. So I focused on food, and I ended up getting stuck on fats because the most difficult area 
tons of contradictions, lots mm -hmm. of misrep misrepresentation. You know, one of the one of the ones that drove me crazy said omega six, which is an e a fatty acid, e essential fatty acid. Omega six is essential, which means you can't make it, but you have to have it. So it has to come in from outside, and if you don't get enough long enough, you die. And if you bring enough back before you die, then all of the symptoms from not getting enough are reversed because life knows how to build the body as long as we take responsibility for making sure the essential building blocks land in our body. So they said, okay, on the one hand, it's essential. And then there's another study that says omega-6 is toxic and causes cancer and kills you. Wait, it's like, it's essential and then it kills you. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> and so I started looking deeper. And it turns out that these are the most essential, the most sensitive of all of our nutrients, damaged by light, by oxygen, by heat. They need the most care. And the truth is we give them the least care. And so more wow. health problems come from damaged oils than any other part of nutrition. And more health benefits accrue from getting oils right and not damaging them and not frying them because that damages oils super fast, super effectively, right? Mm. And so I said, okay, well, I can't get healthy on, on oils that are damaged. And by the way, if you took a tablespoon of oil that is damaged 1% by the processing, which is about where it is, in that tablespoon, you will have 60 quintillion damaged molecules which is more than a million damaged mo molecules for every one of your body's 60 trillion cells. Wow. <clears throat> and so we don't even know how much damage we're putting into our body because we don't wow. know all, all of those details. So I said, I can't get healthy on, on oils that are damaged like that. We should make them with health in mind. And then there was that cocky voice again that said, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and then I started working on it. How do you put together a very tight system where no light, no oxygen, and no heat gets to the oil while it's being made? And <clears throat> and so uh, uh, so I started doing that. And then the, the the kicker was this is like divine intervention. The year after I got poisoned and was already looking at all of this and working with oils, it was established that omega three is also an essential fatty acid. And that for omega-6, that was known in 1929 for omega-3. That was only established in 1981, the year after I got poisoned. So I, oh. I was in the right place at the right time. And I found out that 99% of the population does not get enough omega-3s for optimum health. That they're re required by every cell. They're a nightmare to work with. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is for me. <laughs> this is for me. So let's make a really tight system at the front end so we don't have a mess to clean up at the back end. And if we can do that and bring the omega-3s back, we could help almost everybody. It was like, oh, my God, unbelievable. We could help almost everybody. And that I just lit up like a firecracker. And that was the that enthusiasm from that insight was what drove the project. I had no business background. And uh, it was basically ran by enthusiasm. We made tons of very precise uh, business decisions to maintain the quality of the oil. We refrigerate the oils. They don't get used for frying. You add them to foods after they come off, off the heat. 
but then they retain their health benefits for you. They enhance flavors in foods and they improve the absorption of oil soluble nutrients from those foods. So, so it, and, and then we call that making oils with health in mind, as opposed to making oils with shelf life in mind, which is what the industry uh, specialized in. And then we came out with flaxseed oil because it's the richest source of omega-3s, but it's a poorly balanced oil. And then we went to a blend where we, where we balanced the omega-3 and 6 ratio in, in the most effective way for dealing with the most, <clears throat> most effective, well, with, with most of the issues because most people don't get enough omega-3s and they get way too much omega-6. I, I have a feeling that there's so much more, obviously, that we can talk about, but that that yeah, no. that you're developing for the future, like all of this yeah. feeds into something that I can't wait to talk about. And so we will have to continue this conversation yeah. in the meantime. Uh, it, I understand now how the message uh, in the promotion said it's a message of oils, health, peace. Mm -hmm. nature and human nature and boy do i get it and 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 beyond actually and beyond yeah. and light uh udo's choice yep. u-d-o-s choice.com is where you can learn more about udo erasmus uh our guest today a pleasure having you uh the book is fats that heal fats that kill I have learned so much today. I am so grateful to you. Thank you so much, Udo, for being and, who you are and doing what you do. Yeah, and thank you for you doing what you're doing, because if it wasn't for you, I'd be talking to myself in the bathroom mirror. <laughs> so the amplifier, if the message is good, the amplifier is equally important. <laughs> well, very good. Well, we are in this together, and so I'm, I'm glad you're on the team, and it's good to know you and know what you're doing. So thank you so much, yeah. Udo. Thank you. What a pleasure. Ah, and with that, uh, once again, with a big thank you to Udo Erasmus, uh, we have our Ask Dorothy segment. Dear Dorothy, this is Janice in New Jersey. Please help me get through these frustrating times. I need to know how to discern truth from fiction. I don't pay too much attention to mainstream media, and I do my best to be selective in what I watch on TV, but I am finding myself becoming more and more frustrated with the way things are going in today's world. I am blessed to have a job and savings, but I'm becoming concerned about the future of the world we live in. It appears to be getting crazier every day. There is so much information being thrown at us, and my conversations with my loved ones seem to focus on the negatives in life. This leads to incredible frustration. So my question is how to stay positive during these crazy times. My dear Janice, these are interesting times indeed. What I know and have proven to myself over and over is that what I focus on expands. So I do my absolute best to make extremely conscious choices, to focus on the good in my life and the good in the world. More than ever, I believe we need to become very grounded and to pay close attention to our thoughts, our words, and our actions. I have noticed that in many of my interactions with others, that the conversations often go towards what's wrong in today's world. 
instead of engaging in these conversations for a long period of time, I lovingly suggest to the other person or people that we look for what good there is occurring in our lives instead of continuing to focus on all that is wrong. There are so many wonderful people doing so much good, and we can focus on these things instead of the negative. By looking for the good, this helps me stay positive in today's world. Choosing gratitude over frustration has helped me so much, and I feel that it could help you too. I thank the universe for having a lovely place to live, good and healthy food to eat, loving and conscious friends, and for the ability to make choices that serve me and the greater good. So, dear Janice, please look for all of the good in your personal life and choose to steer your conversations with your loved ones in more positive directions. As for your inability to discern truth from fiction, please know that you are capable of thinking clearly and finding the answers you seek. Do the research and have conversations that matter with like-minded, loving people, and you will become clearer more quickly. Every day I ask the universe to show me truth and to assist me in seeing clearly what I need to see to become the best me that I can be. With clarity, I believe you will find that gratitude is a better choice than frustration and that you can enjoy each day by paying close attention to what you choose to focus on. I trust that you will make the choices that will serve you the most. Thank you, Dorothy. And if you have a question for Dorothy, please write her at AskDorothy at LifeChangesShow.com. And we'll be right back with our musical guest, Jason Whitmore, on the Life Changes Show at Home Edition, right after this. There are self-help seminars costing thousands of dollars guaranteeing miraculous transformations. There are compelling speakers and life-changing weekend experiences where you can walk on fire. They all deliver revelations that guarantee you'll come back for the more expensive revelations filled with even greater wonder next month on Fiji. We get addicted to positive, heartfelt, expensive theater. What we really need is a jumpstart, an awakening, someone who can give us a reminder that everything we need lies within. Through inspiration and practical knowledge, Dorothy Donahue helps people get grounded and motivated, inspired and energized. It's not just words and affirmations and the power of intention. It's a mindset brought about by a tangible, transcendental experience, an audiovisual, physical, spiritual experience that helps us realize we transform ourselves. We get tools to become the conscious co-creators of lives of unlimited potential. Find out more. Go to DorothyDonahue.com. Life Changes Show is a premier radio show presented by the Life Changes Network, which is a company whose team has dedicated their lives not only to positive change, but to helping others observe and embrace, honor, and even celebrate their own changes, thus enabling a more positive, inspired life and helping to create a more positive and inspired world. From everyday people, celebrities, corporate giants, and children, we are here to help and to serve with heart, integrity, and experience we bring our message and positive intent into your lives through the Life Changes Show, LifeChangesNetwork.com, and through guest appearances on other inspiring shows and events. If you wish to learn more about Life Changes Life Coaching, a private consultation with one of us, corporate or live event appearances, 
Or if you would like us to appear on your radio or TV shows, please email us at info at lifechangesnetwork.com. Back. And our musical guest on the Life Changes show is a multi-genre saxophonist, Jason Whitmore. Welcome, Jason, to the Life Changes show. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure having you. I was thinking about you also throughout that interview because of certain things that you've done in your life, like I could do that or what else can I do in this area? And so you, you do something I think is very interesting. I think we're going to need more of. So thank you for doing. You do different kinds of genre. A lot of them are with a DJ. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a saxophonist. I try not to like subscribe to like a single, you know, not a rock and roll artist or a country artist or a classical musician. You know, I am a musician. Um, and, um, and yeah, I, I, I love all genres of music, but I, I've really found this, this niche that I'm, I've been enjoying for the last couple of decades now playing electronic dance music and working with DJs and, and playing in that kind of dance focused scene. And it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. And, and I like the mix of live instrument, live instrumentalist uh, with uh, electronica or uh, uh, pre-recorded music, right? And a DJ working it all together. Yeah, no, it's it's great. I I um, you know I I feel like um, people, I, you know, people that don't necessarily like go to see a DJ or don't necessarily you know they like music but they don't want they want something more interactive than what a DJ would just be playing you know pre recorded music. Um, I feel like it it kind of it kind of opens that style of music up to a. a larger audience you know because then people feel like it's more engaging and there's you know, there's there's more you know going on and, it, and it's and it's unique you know it's not it's not the same recording being played it's it's you know me playing something different every time that recording's played you know i thought of my dad when you were sharing something in our conversation one-on-one -on -one when uh my dad used to say to me school only opens the door if that he says you're you don't only have to step through it you have to go figure things out and learn on your own and you went to music school you're one of these people that actually went to music school but where did you actually get yeah. your right your music education yeah yeah i i well, i grew up in texas uh in houston area and, and um, so i went to university of houston uh, I was relatively close to home, um, and yeah, I got uh, yeah. I'm one of the rare people that started and ended with the same degree plan. Um, but uh, yeah, I, st I studied music there, and um, you know, I feel like I, I I learned a lot in college. Obviously, like I I got a lot out of of you know technical music knowledge in the classroom. But I feel like the 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 biggest lessons I learned. Uh, the things that I carry with me today are the things I just learned during that time in the real working world because I was gigging as a musician to put myself through college. And I feel like just that that real practical experience of networking with you know other working musicians in my school, playing gigs with different bands and like that, that sort of time in my life was definitely a big, uh, it was a big learning curve and it was a big educational process. So well, good on you. We're going to get a taste of, of some of what you do as best as we can online. Uh, so what are we going yeah. to get to hear live? 
So I'm going to do, you know, I've, uh, like I said, I've, I've played all styles of music. I played, you know, in, in live bands. I played, I, but I, a lot of my roots come from the blues, jazz, and funk. That's a lot. That's where a lot of the music that I, I really enjoyed playing once I got to be able to be a working musician. Um, and so I'm going to play a tune by one of my uh, favorite saxophone players, Maceo Parker. He's the sax player that played in the James Brown band. He played in Parliament. He's got his own touring funk band, um, and he's still living. He's like 70-something now and still touring. If you get a chance to see him, he's a legend, and he's still alive and, and kicking and, and playing. So highly recommend. Um, yeah, so this... Uh, this tune is called Shake Everything You Got by Lucio Parker. <clears throat> well, excellent. Here's uh, Jason Whitmore live with us on the Life Changes Show online. Thank you. 
Ace. Ace. Nice. Jason Whitmore. Thank you. That is so like I I felt like I was vibing in a club with you. Uh, as a matter of fact, that's what you do. You get people in in that in that space, whether it's an intimate dance club, right? Or a large music yep. festival, you you light them up like Mark said. That's what I that's what I try to do. Yeah. I mean <laughs> if you if your feet are moving, then I'm doing the, doing something right. Yeah, I was moving my whole body. Jason Whitmore, Whitmore, W-H-I-T-M-O-R-E. So jasonwhitmore.com is his website, but we've got all of his Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Look him up. It's either Jason Sachs or Jason on Sachs or Jason yep. Whitmore Sachs. <laughs> You'll find him <laughs> and go hear him live. Yeah. Uh, you, you you like this like you, you've been doing this since you were little little yeah yeah well i mean i started i picked up the horn when i was 11 um you know i just kind of grew up in the in the public uh music uh you know learning cycle through school and um, i was in band and i just kind of stuck with it um in fact i wasn't really very good uh when i started i mean nobody is but i didn't really feel like it was something i was going to do until I, I think I got into high school and, you know, you, you get to that age where you start thinking about, you know, what am I going to do when I grow up? And, you know, I got to start picking a major and thinking about college and, you know, the rest of your life and all that. And uh, I couldn't imagine doing any sort of quote unquote real job. And I'm like, I, I just want to play music like that's uh, if I can make that happen, then I'll be happy. So and that became I, your real job. <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was it was literally my, I mean, I've had odd and end jobs here and there, uh, you know, but like, I mean, from from a young adult, I was playing professionally. So like age 18 was my first paid real gig. And, you know, from then on, I was you know, I would teach a little bit. That's always a good you know, being a private teacher is a good supplement to a, a performer's uh, income. But yeah, I've been playing music professionally ever since. Well, good on you. Well, now we're going to get to hear something that you've uh, recorded and is available out there. Tell us about that and let's hear it. Yeah, so I, you know, so most of what I I do these days is playing, you know, house music, dance music. Um, you know, it's it's a live element. It's something you really need to go to the dance club and see. You got to, you know, see see it in that environment to really appreciate it because the goal is to make the performance different every time i'm not playing the exact same song the exact same way every every time um uh, but i also i also do you know i've got a lot of recordings out there and i work with different djs and 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 producers Mm. and and so this is one of my, my my latest release it's called falling for you uh it's by a really talented dj producer he's called his his dj name is freakish uh, he's out of Colorado. Truth be told, we've never actually met, but we kind of became friends through Instagram and I've always appreciated his music. And he asked me to, to, to work on this track with him. So it's called falling for you. It's on nervous records, which is a big house music, uh, label if you, for you house heads out there, you can find it on, you know, all the, all the streaming, uh, platforms and, uh, yeah, this is it. We'll, we'll come in about halfway through. You're going to hear Jason Whitmore here on this song right now.
And I was thinking this would be a, a, such a great thing to do during one of our live shows in person with an audience. And I know this would be the time when the audience would just get up and start grooving with you. So I was visualizing that and look forward to that actually coming to, to, to fruition for all of Absolutely. us. So, so Jason Whitmore, again, you can find uh, Jason uh, Whitmore, W-H-I-T-M-O-R-E dot with jasonwhitmore.com look for him on instagram jason on sax face uh tweets on twitter it's jason on sax and on facebook jason whitmore sax what what a pleasure to have you and your music uh on our show uh look forward to connecting you're just in san diego so people that are uh, local to la san diego can come hear you live and you you travel the country as soon as you know we're more open to do so absolutely Look forward to more of your music. And again, appreciate you being on the show with us. And uh, also a big thank you again to Udo Erasmus, our guest. And with that, uh, that's our show. Uh, on behalf of our executive producer, Dorothy Lee Donahue, and our producer, Mark Lejeure, I am your host, Filippo Voltaggio, reminding you that as your life changes, we're here for you. Ciao, everyone. You have been listening to The Life Changes Show on the BBS Radio Network. Listen live every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time and visit us online at lifechangesnetwork.com, on Facebook at The Life Changes Show, and on Twitter at Life Changes Show. Join us again next week as we consciously explore and embrace the only constant, Life Changes. 
The Life Changes Network is an entertainment network. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guests and participants and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Life Changes.